What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View, our Slowdown Podcast. My name is Jake Berlin, and we are here to discuss everything in the movie trivia showdown. That is right. We are on episode nine of our show. And as usual, it is not just me today. I have my co-host, Mr. Brian Avalicino. How are you doing, man? Not doing too bad. How about you? Good. How's your week going? Because we are we're officially doing for right now, we are doing mobile. Right? We are we are quarantine streaming. And this is the first show we have not done in the same room. How's your week going so far? Working, 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 working. Yeah, but you're working at home, correct? Yeah. Do you go? Are you going to the office at all? Or are you just home, uh, straight, straight home? Uh, I was there yesterday, and I might have to be there Friday. But other than that, completely. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm I'm require I'm required as we're considered essential. So, um, I still got to get up and do the whole song and dance every single morning. Yeah, I tried to do that. I had to work a day like my old teacher schedule and my brain and body were like, no, days don't exist anymore. No, days do not exist at all anymore. There's no, my body has no sense of time anymore. Yeah. It's literally just, it's just all over the place. Totally agree. Um, yeah. So as, as I mentioned, uh, we are mobile and uh, as you guys can see, we're using a whole different platform and a whole different setup. And that is thanks to StreamYard, this brilliant, brilliant service that we have going on. Um, that doesn't just allow us to, uh, have fun and do this, um, in different locations, but you know, use different things and that aren't typical, like the cool little, cool little ticker at the bottom, letting you guys know that we're, that we're not just on YouTube, but we're on audio and, you guys can subscribe and leave your thoughts and we'd love to hear from you guys and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, so today's show is going to be a little different. Um, it's officially our first show that is full on quarantine schmodown. And that means that we only have the one match to talk about at the moment. Um, which is who's the boss versus the odd couple that happened last week. Uh, the last Friday, uh, we do have one match to talk about. Um, for this week, but we're going to save that for next week. And like last week, uh, or unlike last week, I should say, we don't have a weekly topic to talk about like we did the uh, we did the exhibition matches or the dream matches. You know, and I will say this, a little side note, I will say this. It is just a coincidence that our show dropped and then one Mr. Christian Harloff happened to put in the Facebook group, hey, what are some exhibition matches you want to see? I wonder if there's a slight possibility that he got that from this show. I don't know. I would love to think that he got it from this show, but it's just a massive coincidence that our show happened to drop and our title was dream matchups and team matches. So who possibly knows if that's actually the case, Brian, what do you think? Hey, fingers crossed that it is. I'm <laughs> I, I threw out a couple of my ideas and one of them actually got picked up. So I'm pretty stoked on that, which is funny because I would have thought the other one would have came before that one, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, the uh, to the, see the ex- exhibition matches are going to be happening a lot more because they can probably happen via the stream, um, or they can happen in small spaces with less people, unlike the typical matches. And so we'll definitely be looking into that. But uh, after we get into our match here, um, Brian is currently rewatching the Schmodown, and uh, or I guess not rewatching, but going back and watching for the first time. Um, you had not seen the opening season. You just caught on the last couple seasons or I would say like what last season and a half season. I would say I came in maybe a, a fourth 
of the way of season six, maybe. So at Knowing, the back end of at the back end of 2018. Yeah, but I and but yeah, that's probably when I started watching it. But you had been talking about it since we started living together. So since we met. Yeah, I've been watching much. it from the very beginning. Yeah, I've been watching so, it from the very beginning. But I yeah, probably, so now I probably heard about it since season five range, I would say. Yeah, but now that they're uploading everything and everything's on the YouTube channel, you're now going back and rewatching everything uh, or mm-hmm. watching for the first time, I should say. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that just a little bit towards the end of the show, um, because it'll be a little bit of a memory thing for me. And Brian kind of gets to express his interest and feelings about what it was like then compared to what it is like now. Um, but until we get to that, let's go and discuss this match here, uh, because like we had mentioned on a reaction, which you can find on our channel, guys, um, this was by far the biggest teens match we have so far this year. Um, and for the time being, who knows if it's really the biggest team match we may see all year, who knows, um, who's the boss first odd couple. It's not just four incredible players and two incredible managers and two great factions, but these teams have history. Right, they played in Chicago last year. Uh, the Odd Couple walked away with the victory. They got the title shot. They ended up winning the title just for a short time. Um, but there's that history. There's also the history of the Roxy, Sar- Roxy Stryer slap that was heard across the world um, against Ben Bateman. And so um, there's a lot of hype going into this match because of that. And obviously, you have players like Ben Bateman. You have players like Jeff Snyder, and you know the Mark Rileys and the Mark and Jacos, and they're high-profile players. And so. This might this match was, you know, gonna be one of the biggest matches we've seen. And I would say that it lived up to it. Um, you know, obviously, probably you watched the match by now, so there's no really reasons about spoilers, but who's the boss did end up uh taking the victory, and we're gonna break it down here. And so um just a little bit of anticipation, I guess. Uh I think we mentioned it on our reaction, but Brian, your thoughts going into this match and who you thought would have came out with it and um if you thought the match did live up to the hype. Uh, it definitely lived up to the hype. Um, I went into it with the odd couple. Um, I'm pretty much always going to pick against Finstock exchange at this point, just because <laughs> I, I don't want is, them. To is that because be that. of, is, is that because of points or because you don't like them? Um, probably uh, right now points just because I want it. I don't want to see a lopsided type thing. Like I don't want it to somehow get to where it's like 25 to 12 and then yeah. the rest of the season's just who can get second place, you know? Um, so, I mean, if that's what happens, that's what happens. Cause I actually really like Bateman. Like I, he's genuinely one of my people I like, although he's starting to get to me, get a little whiny and it's bugging me a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, uh, it, the match lived up to the hype. It, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to go straight <laughs> too far into you're, it. You're but. good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Um, yeah. So let's just get into it. So, um, first round, you know, it's simple question for question. Did you right? say that you uh, picked who's the boss too? Oh, uh, yes, I did go with who's the boss. Um, I, it was based off of, you needed it was not based off of that it was based off of uh how bateman was playing you mentioned bateman um obviously he's the ex-single champ you know he had that run at the end of last year uh i felt like who's the boss had made a turn 
towards the end of last year, a little bit better than the odd couple had. Uh, they had played a little bit more than they had. And so I just felt like they had the better of a chance. And whether we want to say it or not, momentum plays a huge part in this. And the Finstock Exchange had a huge part of momentum. They have all season long so far. And so that definitely plays into their side. But um, I think I had mentioned on a reaction, I would have been happy. I would have been happy either way. Because I, I like, I love Roxy. I love what the, she does with the Rockstars. I love what she does with the odd couple. Um, I'm a huge fan of the antics that Jeff Snyder has. Uh, I just happen to think that who's the boss had the better chance of walking away with the victory. And that's what happened. So, yeah, fair. All right. Well, let's get into this round one. Uh, it was very simple. Um, it was a, a stacked round one, but the highlight obviously was Bateman and Snyder both going perfect and getting that round, uh, that bonus question correct as well. So after round one, it was a hefty 16 to 16. Um, all four players showing up. It was exactly what we were hoping for. <gasps> Excuse me, Jesus. Um, and so uh, going into round two, we didn't know what was going to happen just because you know, we know what strengths and weaknesses are, but we don't know what the spins are going to be like. We don't know what the questions are going to be like. And unfortunately for the odd couple, even though they did do well, they spun opponent's choice and they were given Star Wars, which is a weakness of both of Andrako and Snyder. But man, did they fight their way through this. They went five for six for nine points, um, four two-pointers and one one-pointer. But the only thing there is that they did end up giving away a steal. But luckily, it was a one-point steal. But I got to say, man, we I think we might have talked about it on our reaction. Um, they looked confused and flabbergasted and just, you know, they looked like they didn't belong in that category, which is exactly what Who's the Boss wanted. But they fought their way through it, and they clawed, and they scratched, and they walked away with nine points, which typically a category that you don't like on an opponent's choice. You get nine points out of that. That is a win right there. Uh, d definitely. They clawed, scratched. I almost said stole, but that's not really good. I mean, they kind <laughs> of they shockingly stole yeah. points away from who's the boss that I'm assuming they thought was going to end up flopping back to them. Um, so I guess you could kind of use stole, uh, stole, but I mean, yeah, it, if you're going to say that that's a weakness and then perform like that, I don't know if that's just the question or maybe you're stronger at it than you think you are because yeah. they, they almost nailed it. Like, like as if it was. A category they're good at so i mean yeah clearly they weren't sitting there like answering like it was easy they were scratching deep into their brains to try to figure out what the answer was but i, I don't even want to say they got lucky because i mean maybe one or two of them i think the one that keeps popping into my head was uh the quote one where they just went like Yoda oh, and the Yoda, ended up yeah. being right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they were just guessing at times, but like if you're walking out of it, taking five for six, you kind of killed it. So, I mean, the only thing that just hurt them was that steel. I mean, that steel, and the steel was a number. It was a number question. It was uh, how many tie fighters followed, the money and Falcon yeah. outside the Death Star and the New Hope, and it was 
three, four, five, or six, and they went with yeah. Three anytime you get a numbers four. question, I hate numbers questions because multiple choice is pretty much useless because you figure it's going to be just one, two, three, four, and you you already know that it's probably around that as it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure who's the boss was thinking they were going to steal probably upwards of six points at least maybe maybe not at least if they go to multiple choice but they were probably assuming they were going to come out with uh, more than two points yeah i mean right riley they chose it for a reason riley is sitting pretty on star wars especially for round two questions because typically in um because star wars questions the the deep cuts are kept for the league um these questions will be very surface level and I'm I'm sure the camera wasn't on him, but I'm sure Riley was sitting there knowing all of the questions. Oh, easily. Um, and luckily, you know, the odd couple they did what they needed to do, right? They knew they knew the questions. They knew, right? They knew the Greg Grunberg question. Um, they knew, uh, you know, some questions off the bat, like who directed Rogue One, that type of stuff. And then when they didn't, when they didn't know, you know, you mentioned the quote one, and uh, they they went to multiple choice and the one time they missed happened to be a multiple choice question, which is smart on their part, right? Instead of just throwing out a random number. And so as a veteran team, as veteran players, they played the game, how they were supposed to, they fought their way through a category. That's not their strength. And they surprised us because, you know, when you expect this type of match uh, or in this type of match, you expect a team to give, a terrible category if opponent choice lands on, but I think, and I think Roxy might have said it. You get nine points in an opponent's choice; that's unheard of. And so yeah, you, you they, nailed it. Yeah, and and they, I mean, they could have easily been down by more than two points, which is what they were down by at the end of round two, if if they didn't f- play the game like they know how to play the game. And yeah. so I was very impressed. I mean, statistically they should have been down by more than yeah. two points yeah, yeah, looking yeah, totally. at any past match, probably where you're getting opponent's choice. If you're down by two, that's unheard of almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was very impressed with, uh, with Andrego, but I was, I was more so impressed with Snyder because Snyder has gone on record about just not really being a fan of these giant tentpole movies like a star Wars or a Marvel. He likes his, he likes the ones that come every so often, but um, it's not something that he, that he keeps in his brain. And he, he was playing the game. He knew exactly what he needed to do. He used his partner. And so uh, round two was very impressive because if you, if you give star Wars to a team, you expect them to completely bomb. And they were on the total opposite side of that. Yeah. All right. So that, that happens to, to transfer us into the who's the boss second round and lo and behold um they spun spunner's choice spinner's choice excuse me um and so the match just it just felt like it was in their favor at this point yeah right opponent's choice spinner's choice they ended up going with pixar which i gotta say um a little bit of a shock that they went with pixar because yeah. I, had, I had no idea that that was gonna be a strength of theirs i know that they've talked about it and riley's a big he's a big animated fan uh you know more so with the pixar stuff but in no way, shape, or form was I expecting to pick this category. I almost kind of took this as we are confident enough to take it because we don't want to spin something worse. That's fair. that's kind of that's kind of how I imagined it when they picked it. Because I agree with you. When they took Pixar out, I was like, 
oh, mm-hmm. they're going for this. That's surprising to me. I yeah. would not think that either of those two would want to take Pixar. But I mean, maybe it was a little, hey, there's worse categories that we can have or land on. So let's take it. Do you think it was a little bit of a cocky like showboat move? I don't think so. I I think it was more of I think we know enough between the two of us that if we spun it again and got on a worse category, we would be kicking ourselves in the pants when we could have probably done Pixar well. Fair. Yeah, I mean, it worked out in their favor. They went six or six. They got 10 points out of it. Four two pointers, two, two one pointers, no steals. Um, they walked away out of round two with a two point lead. Uh, with the help of the one point steal in uh, the odd couples round, um, they showed up. They, they showed up. Ben Bateman looked like he knew he knew the he knew the the question about Ratatouille and the chef's name, which I had no idea about. Um, no. They pulled the Wally ship name out of their out of their you know uh, hat Backside. and choice. Um, Riley threw some in there as well. You know he knew the scored one, and so it just they again just like the odd couple did. They use each other well. Um, they both answered questions. They seem to be on the same page as they have been for a long time. And I was not surprised by how they, um, how they worked their way through this round, even though I was surprised at the, the fact that they chose Pixar. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Surprised they chose Pixar. I'm sure a lot of people were, but I mean, it worked in their favor. Yeah. All right. Well, that shifts us into round three, which, um, ended up being the fireworks round, uh, you know, as I mentioned, who's the boss went into round three with the 27, 25 lead at this point, it's already a high scoring match. Anybody could end up walking away with this with just two points separating the two of them. Um, anybody has a chance of winning this game. Anybody like it depends on what categories you choose. Uh, you know, the kind of questions you get in those categories. And unfortunately for uh, the odd couple, just one slip up. And as we mentioned our, in our reaction, Star Wars was their Achilles heels yeah. this this game. It was just their Achilles heels, right? So they ended up having, um, they each go two point questions uh, first off to start. So odd couple goes first. They get the famous actors and actresses question about old dogs. They get the two points. Goes back to who's the boss. They get the family films question about the Adam family, Adam's family. Uh, they score that point. And then it goes back to the odd couple for their three and five pointers. But the three pointer happens to be a question about Star Wars, the last Jedi and who plays Rose Tico. And then happens to be Kelly Marie Tran. They just couldn't pull it. And, you know, this goes back to what I was saying about Snyder and him not really keeping this in his brain. Um, And, and Draco, you know, just not happening to know the name of the actress. But if you're a Star Wars fan, you know who Kelly Marie Tran is. You, if you watch the movies more than once, you know who Kelly Marie Tran is. And you also know about all the social media stuff that happened with her last year or two years ago. And so the name just kind of sticks in your head. But if you're not someone who avidly watched Star Wars or throws it on every once in a while um, or stays in with the Star Wars know-how, Kelly Marie Tran is not going to pop in your head. And unfortunately for them, that was just the one question that just you know threw them for a speed bump. Yeah, it was... The Star Wars question that they were probably hoping they wouldn't come across and just happened to be a case of the wrong, uh, wrong place, wrong time. And fortunately, it ended up uh, hurting them. Although, I mean, at that point, even if they had gotten it through the rest, 
I mean, you're probably going to talk about it in a second, but I mean, who's the boss nailed all three of their questions. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't yeah. have mattered. Um, but I mean, it's, it, it, it just happens. It, it happens. And it's, it's funny that they killed star Wars in the second round, but then star Wars bites them in the, but in the third round. So, yeah. And, uh, missing their three pointer had them, they had to answer their five pointer. And that, that was a, uh, rom-com question for the Jenny slate film, obvious child and indie rom-com and Snyder knew it. The second it was, it was said, it was like a one point question for him. Um, and that was big because that, uh, that made who's the boss answer their questions. It, it knocked off the TKO, right? It took away that extra point and they didn't just have to answer their three pointer or their five pointer. They had to answer both of them. They had yeah. to answer both of them to be able to win the game. And they did. They answered their three pointer, which was a modern classics question for thank you for smoking and a five pointer for a disaster film, <laughs> which coincidence was contagion. Um, you know, this was filmed before all this stuff happened, but it's just a coincidence that it was contagion. And who's the boss walks away with a 37 32 victory. But the big story here is that they broke the team's record points. The team, the points, team's record, the team's points record. That's what I'm trying to say. Team points record. That's a hard little thing to say. Um, the previous record was held by a couple other teams. I think Corruption was one of them. Um, Deep 13. I want to say Deep 13 and the Real Rejects, right? All three of them? Yeah. So all, I think all three of them had held the point record at 36. That's probably more. Yeah. And uh, who's the boss walks away with the one point uh, lead over all of them for the record, um, which is a big deal because, I mean, 37 points is a lot of points. It's almost perfect. And yeah. um, I mean, look, it was exactly what we were hoping for. It went back and forth. Um, the the story of the match, the 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 turning point of the match just happened to be Star Wars. And it's so funny because of all the controversy going on with Star Wars the past couple of years, it's the one thing that bit a team like the odd couple on the butt. Um, yeah. And it didn't really even bite them in the butt. They out of, so they got, they got seven Star Wars questions and they went five for seven. They went yeah. five for seven. Like it just happened to be that three point question towards the end of the game that bit them. And like you said, it wouldn't have mattered because who's the boss answered everything. But ultimately, it could have put pressure on them more and it could have maybe answered them a little bit differently or something like yeah. that. And unfortunately, it just Star Wars comes up again. And it's yeah. it's it's just the, uh, you know, the, the kink in the shield, if I may say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't do anything about it at that point. And sometimes the way that's the way it happens. And unfortunately, it wasn't the way they were probably hoping this match would go but that's where it went and that's where we are now yeah let's 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 move into the um the post the post match interviews because there were some definite fireworks between the two teams um who's the boss uh because they won and because they you know they'd like to put up, put on this little, little bit of a persona they they gave the good word towards the odd couple saying that they're great you know they they praise them all this stuff um, when deep down we know that they there's a little bit there that's not showing on the surface. They're they're obviously cheering behind the scenes and stuff like that. But then well, you flip the odd were, couple. They were, they were well, I mean, I, I mean, like, I mean, like showboating in your face is what I meant to say. Like they yeah. weren't doing it like in their face. They were doing it respectfully. But we all know that when it when the cameras aren't on, I doubt it's probably like that. Yeah. Um, it was the complete opposite for the odd couple and Roxy. 
They they yeah. went all in on obviously the Finsock has changed Finsock, but they went all in on Bateman and his antics and not even his antics, but just the way he plays the game and yeah. the mind games he plays with waiting to answer questions and the, well, we didn't you know, even talk about how he challenged the very first question of the game. Yeah, and I mean that that obviously played into it. And you know, Snyder mentioned it during the game. Uh, I think it might it was like in the third round. One of the questions Bateman took his time, and Snyder says uh, he says, "Oh, give him an award for that performance because he was yeah. waiting it off." And we we know by now that that's what Bateman does. Like we just know, and so yeah. we shouldn't be surprised. But it seemed like the odd couple took a little bit more personal to it in this game, particularly just because of the history before it. Do you think of that at all? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were doing it to toy with them kind of because they, they were beaten by them. They were, they lost to them. So anytime that they can have that upper hand on them, it seems like they were going to showboat it a little bit. Um, (laughs) The one thing I just can't ever get out of my mind when I see in Draco around them is, him saying that Ben Bateman has a very punchable face. And <laughs> it's it's funny because sometimes he makes you feel like that with the antics that uh, he pulls. And it's true. He has a very punchable face when you get to that level <laughs> of uh, annoyance. So uh, Hopefully Mr. Yeah. Bateman's not, not listening to this. <laughs> I'm not going to punch him in the face. But Come, uh, come after Brian on Twitter, at Biablacino. You can see it right there. No, don't come after me. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, I, I said it, uh, when we, when we watched the, when we watched the match, um, I felt like it was coming off a little bit like sore losers, um, just because of the way, the way that they were acting. Um, I understand being frustrated and and as, I mean, we're both athletes, we understand the sports side of it and the intensity that comes with it and the frustration that comes with it. If you end up losing, especially to, to a rival, like these two have um but to me it just not necessarily it came off like they were crying but it just it kind of felt like they were whining a little bit that they try to make an excuse for them losing that that he was doing all these things and they were trying to kind of like shift the narrative to him a little bit and you know whatever we may think about the antics that they pull or whatever player may pull players play the game differently they that's how they they operate. It happens in sports. It's exactly how it happens in sports. And we have to keep looking at it this way. And if that's the case, I don't I don't personally it's not that I don't think it's okay. It I don't personally like when teams go into a post interview. If it happens on social media, fine. But if they go into a post a post interview and they're kind of it's kind of looking like they're just you know, sore losers or they're crying about it. And like, if they're pissed off, like Aroka has been before or when Snyder lost his individual match, his singles match, and he stormed off and flipped the bird off, like, fine, like, that's cool. But if you're going to sit there and just, you know, throw it into the mic about and just blame the other player and kind of whine about them and not that they were trying to make it look like it was their fault, it was that fault for them losing, but it just felt to me like they were coming off a little bit like they were the sore losers as an athlete myself, that's what it looks like. Um, and I did, and I honestly, I didn't expect it from him. I expect trash talking. I expect, you know, all that stuff, but I didn't expect that 
from a Roxy or the odd couple personally. That's just yeah, and this, this is where yeah, exactly that is you because this is where you and I differed. I didn't get that. Um, I just got that they were annoyed with Bateman and that was their way of feeling about it. I mean, they didn't want to sit there and just be like, yeah, we lost and blah, blah, blah. Cause neither of them are that type of personality. They're not going to sit there and go, yeah, we did our real best and that's all we can hope for. And no, the neither your ne Snyder's never going to act like that. Um, and Draco is not gonna, not gonna go. I mean, he was probably pissed off for the, for, I mean, since the second, Bateman start from the match because Bateman went after him directly with his challenge. Alba I mean, and Alba. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he was probably still pissed off from it and you know, you're mad. I mean, there's, uh, this is where I counter you is there is in sports. There's always that one player. Sometimes that is just pissing you off on the other team where you just like, I, freaking hate that guy and i'm not saying draco hates bateman but in that situation that was probably what he was feeling and that that one person especially if they're really really good or on fire that day messes with you and i think that was kind of a case where it just kind of like just at the end of the match you lose and you're you're pissed off. You're pissed off at and because that person got the better of you. So yeah, I didn't take it so much as whining as more of a frustration type thing. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hopefully, there's no repercussions. I know Andreka was on backstage. Um, I hadn't got a chance to watch it all, um, so I'm sure they discussed it on there because Bateman was also on there. And I'm interested to see what that. Uh, what that conversation was like, and I'll definitely be checking that out, but uh, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of backlash or anything drama wise, like there was the previous week with the pride. And so it looks like we can kind of move on from that. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, so uh, that's the lone match for this week, guys. Who's the boss takes the victory over the odd couple. Um, more than likely from what I'm thinking, depending on how everything shakes out now with, uh, with the coronavirus and how everything's kind of being postponed. Um, who's the boss looks to be the next team in line to get that title shot or at least a number one contender match. Um, because I would, I would say that for the time being, um, you know, corruption in the founding fathers, uh, let's say corruption wins and takes the, takes the titles. Founding fathers are going to be able to get a rematch. This is how it works. Yeah. And so, uh, we may not see who's the boss down the road for a while because of everything going on. But, um, Whatever the case may be, it looks like they're the ones next in line to kind of get that shot. Yeah, it would make sense. Who knows when, but yeah, it could it could end up being a while. Yeah, agreed. All right, well let's let's shift gears here a little bit, guys. And as I mentioned up top, we're gonna kind of just be discussing and having like a candid conversation about what Brian's been watching lately. Um, you're in season one, correct? All yeah. the way back. Are when? we doing standings after? Yeah, we'll do standings at the very end of the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah. what were what are the past couple couple matches that you've been checking out? Because it's kind of be a little walk down memory lane for me. So I am in season one, towards the back half, um, like uh, the tournament. That's where mm -hmm. I'm uh, at. I'm trying to think who my last match was. Um, I have to go on your on. go on your YouTube's history page. 
Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go for. Um, are they where? Where are they doing the matches? Are they still at Collider? I think they're not at it. So, are is there just a single desk and there's there a couch? Yes, they're doing their matches yeah. on the couch. Those are the best. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I could do it with someone sitting that close to me. Because there are times like just the beginnings. They were at uh that's that's after buzz. Well, I mean, I'm saying in general, just like having to think of an answer with someone literally right next to you. I mean, I do it with you when you're here. And it, if I mean, if I had the antics of like freaking uh, Kuga next to me, like that's going to throw me off big time. <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, is that that doesn't seem like that was the last one I watched. Um, yeah, no, I'm it's funny because I am seeing a lot of people before I figure out which one it was. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um but I've heard names of and like? that um, well, I've never seen uh, JTE uh, actually. Oh, you've compete. never seen him. You've never seen him compete. Mm-mm. Oh, wait, till, wait you're going to, you're going to see a lot of him because he, uh, he and Snyder for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so I, I had never seen him at all. Although it took me, it's funny because it took me a while to figure out that he is the same person because Harloff constantly calls him jate (laughs) and so it took me a little while to like figure out oh that's jte that he's talking about because he literally does not call him anything other than jate it's like see and and guys if if you're listening or watching um this is coming from a non schmoes no watcher yeah um not understanding where that all comes from and so it's very it's very cool from my perspective because i've all I've done for the last six years or whatever is I've watched them and I watch them every Thursday night on their shows and it's so normal for me. So seeing it from your perspective is really fun. Yeah. So it, it's funny because, uh, yeah, it took me a while to figure out Jate is JTE. Um, <laughs> let's see. I saw Harloff uh, have his. F- I saw Harloff compete for the first time. That was uh, against um, <laughs> Cody, the intern. Yeah, Cody Hall. Uh, yeah, and I'm assuming this was the first time he was Dark Harloff because he killed everyone in the studio. Darth, Darth Harloff, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. I saw Ellis compete for the first time. Was he wearing uh, the devil suit? No. He okay. You'll see that later on then. He wasn't wearing pants. He came in his risky business. It's that's the the schmoes no the schmoes no show man yeah um i was introduced to copster for the first time mm-hmm. uh that's actually one of the matches i had come through was mark ellis versus copster and they were talking trash on copster the whole entire time and copster almost beat ellis yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um i saw bonnie versus makuga makuga is freaking wild in the yeah. first year, like he, he's single and not married then. Yeah. He's like all over the place and the entrances are, are nuts. They're <laughs> nuts. Cause it's like, this is uh, so cool to hear. This is so much fun. It's funny. Cause the camp for the camera's like on the top of like what looks like 
the end of a hallway. So like people are running across yep. the screen. Yep. We're coming up and down the aisle. Um, so uh, yeah, Makuga is usually in the back, like directing, but he's also <laughs> causing chaos. Um, who else have I seen? Uh, I saw Mark Riley versus Alicia Malone. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally saw Katie Sackoff compete. That was one that I've been hearing her name forever, never seen. Uh, and then she went up against uh, Knapsack. Yeah, uh, she was. Well, she, uh, I don't know. It it might have been at this time. I think it was before him, but she was the co-host of Schmoes No, which is where her name comes up from. Okay. Um, let's see what else do I have. Uh, Finstock versus Tiffany Smith. Oh, was it? Oh, they, he tried to like propose to her. Yes, and, the proposal. Okay, I wasn't gonna yeah. say it because I didn't know, but the proposal. Yes, they. So they just had uh, uh, a kind of runaround version of a Schmozno reunion this last weekend or last week, and they talked about it because they brought Tiffany Smith on, and every time that Tiffany's around Finstock, whether it's in studio or on camera. Like they have this really funny, interesting relationship. They're doing a full-on reunion this week, but or tonight. Now, by the time this this drops, um, but yeah, their their relationship, Tiffany and Vinzlock, it's so good. The proposal was so. Fu- I remember that watching that live. It was so funny. And he hasn't changed. At no, all. no, not not one ounce. He, he does changed. so from where you are. There are there are worse things that he does do down the road. Though. I believe it. I believe it. Um, who else did I to see? I saw um, Navid versus. Okay, this someone who has quickly become a favorite of mine. Uh, Navid played against her was Gray Drake. Yeah, she's awesome. I really like her. Yeah, and then of awesome. course, I was like, I wonder if any if she's in anyone's draft. Whose team is she on? She on corruptions? No. She on Finstock? Yes. Is she really? Yes. Oh, so, okay. Because it's funny because I remember hearing and I constantly see the Gray Drake name on our like Excel sheets and stuff. And I never knew who it was. And I watched this and her name slipped off my mm-hmm. memory. And I went to look to see if anyone had her. And I was like, damn it. Like, yeah. I was like. I'm she's trying to awesome. root for people not on Finstock. She's like she's like one of the originators of of entrances. Like she's she oh, like yeah. full on like bringing entrances she, into like the studio and everything. Like she's one of the originators. I saw her go play twice. She came in one, once as Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, who was the other one? I forget who the other one was, but um yeah, I like her a lot, actually. She's she yeah, you'll see her more down the road. She was teamed with Matt Atchity. They were rotten tomatoes for a while. Um, and then she kind of disappeared after uh, after a while, but hopefully we see more of her because she's awesome. Yeah, so um yeah, I think I honestly I think I'm in the semifinals, if not like one away from the year. I'm pretty sh- if I'm not mistaken. Um there's there's two two big matches coming up um that are in the history books and compl- and every time a reel is shown they're included um it's it's blue fairy blue fairy is one of them and okay. the other one has to do with makuga and um matthew broderick 
Oh no, no, that's that's the same one. Excuse me, that's the same one. It's that's all I'm gonna say. It's Makuga, <laughs> Makuga, and a Matthew Broderick question that is continued to play in reels for the Schmodown. Um, and it gets brought up to this day as Blue Fairy. It, it continuously gets brought up to this day. It's so great. Okay. Yeah, because at this point, there are no women left in the tournament. And um but who could be Bonnie, right? No, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, it was Makuga and Bonnie, correct? Yeah, because yeah, she because she spun away from, uh, well, not spun away, picked out of a hat away from uh, mob movies, and yeah, she, yeah. She, she was going crazy about it. Makuga, this is when Makuga was at his best at guessing. <laughs> at guessing, not even, not even at, knowing. Oh, full on, full on guessing, and you'll see why. I'm telling you, the the thing I just mentioned with Matthew Matthew Broderick, the guessing, it's awesome. We're yeah, gonna have to do this I, weekly. I, this this is fun for me to kind of reminisce about this because it's so long ago. <laughs> I'm uh, actually I just found I looked. My next one is Ellis versus JT. Nice. That's my next one. Nice. So uh, yeah, we might have I to just go back been, and watch. We might have to go back and watch old schmoes schmoes no shows too. They're freaking funny. They're but, so or, good. These these matches that I'm seeing are funny because it's just chaos. And uh-huh. the funny thing is like. It seems, I guess, it seems like they only have like a certain limited amount of time to do the show. It seemed like it was yeah. only so, like, half of it is Harloff yelling, like, shut up so we can get it yeah. under the time. Because yeah. <laughs> he's literally like looking at the clock. He's like, all right, we only have 20 minutes left. And then it's like, okay, would you guys shut up so I can get to the next? Like, that's half of what he's. Yeah, they were allowed to use the studio it. every Thursday night for like two hours. So these matches were during the Schmoes No Show. That's when they took Got place. It. They weren't like separate. They took place on Thursday nights. Um, yeah. I now I, now that the show's not no longer a thing, going back and watching now that you're talking about it, like really makes me want to go back and watch all this stuff. It's funny, man. I'm uh, there's only I only have uh, like five more episodes, maybe six, I think, left in season one. So. Cool. They're funny, man. They're yeah, we're gonna have to if you if you catch up on them every week, we're gonna have to do this every single week. Yeah, I'll burn through these probably eventually because they're short. It's quick. Yeah, yeah. they're like uh-huh. twenty. They're not, they're, not, they're not as long as they are now. Yeah, because so. there's not the there's not the the promotional side of it all. So yeah, it's and it's cool because now I can finally see like and understand what people are actually like saying when they reference something. Yeah, that's so, fun. Yeah, it's cool. cool. I like it. All right, well, let's move on to our final part of the show, and that is these team standings. Brian will take this over and read over the standings. What do you got, Brian? All right, so this is uh, the most updated as of who's the boss in the odd couple. Uh, So right now, sitting at first place is the Finstock Exchange with 16 points. Uh, The Den is in second place with 10 points. Swag is in third place with 7 points. Uh, Rockstars are in fourth place with 4 points. Uh, the Burning Droogs are in fifth place with four points. Um, I believe I have a feeling the tiebreaker is the KO because everything else is pretty much. Oh, no, excuse me. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what the separation is because their stats are pretty much exactly the same on the Rockstars, Rockstars and Burning Droogs. Yeah, Rockstars I would imagine has- it's I would imagine it's the KO or possibly um I wonder if Inner Geekdom and Star Wars has to do with it too. Yeah, because uh, Rockstars have a win and, and two losses, and Burning Droogs has 
two wins yeah. and one loss. But I would Rockstar probably say it's KO. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So rock stars are four. Burning Drugs five. Uh, quirky marks are in sixth with three points. Usual suspects are in seventh with two points. Corruption is in eighth place with four points. Excuse me, two points. But they've had four matches. Uh, to the usual suspects three, and then the dungeon is sitting in ninth place with zero points. Yeah, not not a lot has changed since we talked last. Obviously, there's only been one match since we talked last, and that's Everything unfortunately and stocks getting more points. <laughs> unfortunately, for the time being, um, there's not going to be a lot of change week to week because we only get the one yeah. match. Um, you know, I, we'll see what happens. We only. For the moment, I believe Harloff said we have matches until May 15th. And so yeah. we'll see what happens as far as who and what factions have matches for that time period. But uh, while this is all going on, it seems like there's not going to be a lot of shifting going on, which is unfortunate because I would have liked to have seen a team like Corruption make a run um, and just, you know, jump no, some spots. No, you or... wouldn't have. A team no, like Corruption? What, I, what, I'm just, what I'm just saying is a team that, is gonna would usually be there at the top at the end of the year and in a normal season that doesn't have any kind of issues will get that chance i want to see those teams like corruption or usual suspects or or quirky works who i'm riding with this year um to see shifting going on it and like a staggering upcrease uh increase of points and stuff like that but it's going to be a slow it's going to be a slow burn and that's just yeah. we have to face it because that's how the world is at the moment and um, no matter how, how much it sucks for us, um, we're going to have to learn to accept it. And I'm sure that Harloff is tearing his hair out over it as well. So, uh, as long as we have it, you know, as long as we have matches, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's just, it will be a little bit of a bummer to see le- the, le- um, to see minimal points, uh, moving up and down for factions because of the least amount of matches that we're going to have. Yeah, I mean, in that aspect, yes, that does suck. Um, luckily, the, um, the ex- exhibitions are going to take a little bit of that burn yeah. away because, I mean, season seven has been a hit. Everyone mm-hmm. absolutely loves every ounce of it, uh, the teams, the factions, the everything. So it's nice that even if this year it doesn't play out like it would, people are still going to be excited for whatever comes next from it. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice because if, if this kind if season seven stunk, it would be a little bit different, but people in myself included, I know you two are loving what's going on right now. So it's, it's nice that like, no one's kind of just like, all right, moving on. It's more of a yeah. like, oh, we can't wait for it to come back because everything's been so good. So having those exhibitions kind of just makes it more fun and makes you keep that hype of like, God, I can't wait for this to come back. So. And speaking of those expedi- ex- exhibitions, um, we're going to figure out the details because if we do run out of matches, uh, we obviously won't have reactions, but we're going to try to find a way to do um, whether it's reactions or maybe like a hangout for exhibition matches. Um, because obviously with them being Patreon only for the time being, we can't have uh, the video up on our video. So maybe we'll find a way to do it a different way um, and play along and stuff like that. But um, yeah, those will be fun. I- I'm excited because they're, they're not just, you know, movies and, and intergeek them and star Wars. It's, you know, it's going to be stuff like Indiana Jones or, 
Um, no, it's not like Indiana Jones because I keep suggesting Indiana Jones. Well, you not- don't know, but you don't know what you don't know what Harloff right has written now. down. You don't know what Harloff has written down. Although your boy's sure- got his first match coming soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's had stuff like Indiana Jones and, and Back to the Future on his mind for for years. Just the capability of putting it together, he hasn't had the time, but now he does, and yeah. so he's he's throwing in ideas. And you know, it seemed like the one of me throwing out the couple idea of. Uh, of a, a Dan Marone, Amaro Konopic versus a Rachel Cushing and a Sam Levine kind of st- caught scene with fans too. That would be cool to see just a little, you know, fun match between the four of them. Um, but we'll see. Gonna... Couple, one people are going to eat up. Yeah. And it, it would be it's fun be for awesome. sure. For sure. It'd be, yeah, it'd be two retired players versus two current players. So it'd be kind of cool to see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, but hopefully that's a long ways away. Again, we have about, we have over a month until we run out of matches uh, and so we're going to be doing uh, stuff like this for a while. And uh, that's that's a good thing. So, yeah, I'm excited. Curious to see where things goes. Yes, agreed. All right, guys. Well, that is a certain point of view for this week. We really, really appreciate you guys joining us, uh, whether it was on YouTube or audio. If you guys checked out the uh, the little ticker below, you guys saw that we're on audio and YouTube. So not just here uh, at a certain point of view, but you guys can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts as well, Stitcher, stuff like that. Um, just search a certain point of view or uh, point of view schmodown. It should probably pop up. You guys can also find us on Twitter where we're interacting with uh, players and managers and fans posting polls and stuff like that. Um, doing some cool uh, fill in the blank stuff with the Star Wars thing that Brian suggested, which is really cool. Um, and so follow us there at schmodown POV. You guys can also find us our personal accounts right there down below, uh, below our names. Um, and so again, thank you guys for joining us, Brian. As always, this is always fun, man. Hopefully, we're going to do this for a while. You know what we should have done? I just realized. We should have done the head thing to show our faction that we got, that everyone's been oh, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We'll we'll have to think it. We'll, we can still do it. I don't, well, you have to get it on your phone. I'd have mine. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. That shouldn't be a yeah. big deal. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that, and we'll post it on Twitter, and we'll see, and we'll see if some people want to do that, fans who haven't found it yet. Is that, that would be fun. That'd be pretty fun. Th- actually, I think it's only Instagram only, huh? I, I think it might be Instagram it. only. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway. All right, guys. There it is. A certain point of view, number nine. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. 